0: You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at RunCharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for Running Around Charlotte Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper.
1: Our partnership with Novant Health is a great one. Novant keeps the marathon rolling with health and wellness and all money raised by the marathon is used to support programs at Hemby Children's Hospital. In fact, in the last few years, the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon has donated more than $200,000 to Hemby because of our runners' enthusiastic support. It is with great joy and pleasure that we welcome Amy McKinney, and Jessica Osborne from Novant Health Presbyterian Medical Center Foundation to the Running Around Charlotte podcast. Thanks for being here. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We're thrilled about this partnership and excited to be here this morning.
1: We are just as excited. I'm joined by uh, DC Lucchese. Good morning, DC. Hey, good morning. Well, it depends on what time you get up,
0: right? It might still be evening,
1: but yes. That's right. I, I'm saying good morning, but who knows? Yeah, uh, have to. We're gonna make his job difficult <laughs> today. We're gonna say all sorts of things we shouldn't. So, uh, tell us about yourselves. Are either
3: of you runners? You can go first, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
2: I uh, I wouldn't say I'm a runner, but I do orange Siri. Um, so there's some running involved there. We had our our mile, uh, what's that called? Benchmark today, and oh great! You know, I would have passed the presidential fitness test today, I think, because I could run a mile in under ten minutes. So I'm not a fast well, no. runner, but maybe in my in my you know middle part of my life, I'm gonna find a new love for it.
0: <laughs> well, it's you can always go back. I always
1: right? say. You can always go back. You know, I always say fast is relative and it doesn't really matter.
2: Good point. Yeah. As long as you keep going.
1: As long as you're out there. There's always going to be somebody faster and there's always going to be somebody slower.
3: That's (laughs) true. I used to play volleyball, so I'm a little bit more of a sprinter jumper person. Um, And if I'm going for distance, it's usually a walk, a brisk walk, but a walk. So I, I don't know that I'd call myself a runner, but. I do enjoy being outside and being active so somewhere in the middle
0: that's great that's great now uh uh, jessica do you have that uh where you you can people who play court sports you can always tell what kind of runner they are when you see them because they still run off the front and you know you can always see somebody running down the street you're like used to be a basketball player used to be a volleyball player
3: I hope that when people look at me, they know that I maybe used to be a volleyball player because maybe that means I'm still looking athletic in my 30s. Um, so yeah, I hope that's what's happening, but I don't, I don't really know the answer to that question.
0: <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. But like, like Tim said, some miles is better than no miles, right? Absolutely. Stay off well, the couch. Well, hey, man, Roger that. That is for Dag, I'm sure. And uh, so funny you mentioned that presidential uh fitness desk i remember that now jessica to be fair i am uh dramatically uh uh, older maybe five or six years older than you are um but but i still remember that in school i remember how big of a deal that was to hit those big parts i don't know if it was just because uh uh sister mary kevin was a great basketball player or she just wanted to whip us all in the shape and wear us all down before we got back into math class but I do, I do remember it well. I remember I soon. Remember.
3: The run was okay in that test. It was the pull-ups that always knocked me out. Those were oh. a no-go.
0: <laughs> exactly. got me every time. Got me every yes. time. Like, man, geez. So not, do, not do built you see, as
1: strapping as you, are, as strapping as you are, I'm surprised the pull-ups got you, my friend. No, it did back in the day. Like a bloomer, huh? Now Wait, that I'm in mean my now that I'm in my 30 second handling. So Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So um we we deeply digress, right?
2: Right. So, exactly. Uh,
1: Amy and Jessica, tell us about the Nevada Health PMC Foundation. What do you what do you guys do there? What what's it about? What what are the goals? How do you how do you raise money? How is it supported? To, give us the the rundown on that
2: yes well i'm constantly learning more and more about Mm -hmm. our foundation and about the great work that novant does in the community and the awesome partnerships we're able to have like Mm -hmm. the one with the charlotte marathon i'm newish in my role so jessica (laughs) is really our resident expert i've been here less than three months but you know the mission of the Mm -hmm. novant health foundation is really to connect people in the community with causes that they're passionate about and that they care for and line that up with initiatives that Novant has going on to improve the health of our community. You know, we really have a vision to deliver remarkable care in every aspect, whether that's making sure someone has the transportation they need to get to their appointments or it's a family who's going through a medical crisis with their child. We want to make sure we're with them every step of the way. Um, And they receive remarkable care from when they walk in the door to when they have a procedure done to their follow-up care afterwards. And so it's really our honor to get to work with the community to kind of bring those worlds together, what people wanna see changing and then what we're working on as an institution. And it's really an exciting time to be here and and part of healthcare and making sure people get what they need as far as healthcare goes. And then Jessica is our HMBA ambassador. So her role is a little different and I'll let her
3: tell you about her role. Yeah, thanks Amy. So um, I was on this podcast last year and I had been here about a month at that point. So I was brand new. Um, And now, you know, I'm well seasoned at about a year, just over a year. Um, So as Amy mentioned, um, my title is the Hemby Ambassador. So my main role is really just to spread awareness in the community about Hemby Children's Hospital and all the great things that we do Um, It's why we really appreciate this partnership. It's just a great platform for us to um, share about our children's hospital and all of the great work that our doctors and nurses do for our kids. And I work very closely with Amy. We really enjoy um, partnering together. She covers our entire hospital and works towards those goals that she mentioned with many, many different units, but I come to her with all of my pediatric specific requests and Work closely with our child life team and um, those people on our unit to identify needs, and then work with Amy to fundraise for the ones that are appropriate, and just work with our community engagement team to um, do different events that just really shed a light on Hemby Children's Hospital and all the great things that we do there.
0: That's awesome. That, now, now I I know, and I won't lean on you at all on this one, Amy, but that was first of all that was a heck of an elevator speech for someone who's been <laughs> there for three months, so. Yay Very on you!
2: Ah, all right. Never
0: <laughs> job. Boy, they did a great job. So <laughs> it's nice. Well done. Well done. But but I'll ask you, Jessica, since you've been there now for a year uh, and you've had a chance to you know experience some of that firsthand. Uh, any success stories that have stood out to you at this point? You said, "Wow, this is you know incredibly rewarding, and this is why I'm here."
3: Yeah, we have some really, really exciting things happening this year, some projects that have sort of been in the works for a while and had been lofty dreams that we're lucky enough to get to see come come to be. Um, So one of those is Caroline's Corner, which is going to be this beautiful family kitchen that we're going to have right when you walk on the unit. And that project was really inspired by a family who lost their daughter in our PICU and um, just felt really called to give back the hospital and all of the great doctors and the care that they received. So the first thing they did was create a respite room for our PICU team who is often there, you know, day and night by the bedside of these patients, really in the thick of it with them. And then so they want this family wanted those doctors to have a place where they could find some peace on the unit and kind of unwind um, during those really stressful times. And then after the success of that room, they wanted to do something bigger. And so we decided to, you know, build out this beautiful kitchen that's gonna have laundry services, you know, a full fridge, cooking options. And it's just gonna be a place where families can gather and Mm -hmm. same sort of respite ideas, take a break from that grind of being on the hospital floor and try to find moments of connection with other families and really just find some normalcy in what can be just really impossible time so we are in construction on that project right now and absolutely thrilled to see that it's moving forward and we're hoping to have it completed um, by the december january time and then right across the hall we have our hemby playground which had been a um, piece of the unit for a while but was kind of taken out by a storm so now we have this beautiful under the sea theme and it's going to be right off the unit. with It's covered but has sort of huge open windows, so it's kind of an indoor-outdoor experience. And it's going to give our in-unit patients an opportunity to just do something that all kids need, which is play. It's super important for their development. It's a release for them. And it's, again, an opportunity for our families to have that kind of normalizing experience that is – You know, this might be a really difficult time for them, but they can enjoy watching their kids do their favorite thing and have that release. So we cannot wait for the first two things you see when you walk on our unit be this beautiful inviting kitchen and this sort of kid utopia playland right to the other side. So we're really looking forward to those projects being completed.
0: That is amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's that's something else.
1: I remember a couple of years ago we came to uh do a check presentation and and we were up on the um hemby floor and we we got a tour and there was a playground and the the hornets have uh provided a lot of support with a i think there's a hornets room up there with a basketball court and hoop and stuff yeah. and you know you don't think about a lot of these little details about kids and families being. Kind of stuck in a hospital environment, and just you know, it. it, it, I I just can't imagine it's comfortable. I've been there with my kids were there. I had one kid there, fortunately only for a couple of days several years ago. Um, It's not a fun place to be, and anything you can do to make it a little bit more like home has to mean a lot to the families Mm -hmm. that are that are involved Mm -hmm. there
3: yeah, and that's something we really pride ourselves on at Henby Children's Hospital is you know we're we're big enough to attract incredible talent and have just incredible resources for our patients. But we're small enough to cultivate that very personal, intimate experience where you know that your care team really knows you and is very invested in what's going on. and You know, for kids, they thrive on routine. That is how they get through the day. That is how they, you know, understand their boundaries and expectations. And so when kids of any age are taken out of their routine, it's very stressful for them. It's really difficult for them to understand how to cope with that. So being able to provide them those opportunities like the teen room or a kitchen or this playground just really gives them an opportunity to find that sense of normalcy that they crave and sort of ease the burden of, you know what can be a really really difficult time developmentally and just for their family
0: yeah i would think this would be a difficult time for uh for children and families particularly now with with the covids as they say uh how has that impacted uh your work and how has that impacted fundraising for uh handy
3: i'll i'll start on the in-unit impact and then you can follow up amy um, unfortunately, on the unit, you know, we have tons of great support from the community, people that bring in donations, donate meals, little parties, you know, for Thanksgiving, Halloween, those sorts of things. And we really haven't been able to do those, but our Child Life team does an incredible job of implementing anything and everything that they can within our COVID restrictions. So we've really worked hard to when it's appropriate and, and people want to drop off meals, you know, having things that are individually packaged doing you know virtual concerts and all these different things that um, try to still give the kids those opportunities in the unit Um, but it has certainly been you know a tough a tough thing to navigate but our staff has been incredible and has worked really hard to find any and every angle that we can to make those things happen
2: absolutely and i think from the healthcare perspective you know we were just on a call with a lot of our leadership yesterday and i think as we continue on in our COVID recovery, if you will. One of the things our providers keep sharing with us that they're concerned about is what's going to happen with people who have kind of been putting off preventative care, who haven't been seeing their doctor, or maybe they rescheduled their child's well visit because Mm -hmm. they were scared about the germs of coming in the office. And we know there's health impacts to that. And so we want to make sure people know, you know, we're doing everything we can to make healthcare safe. Um, and we don't want you to not take care of yourself. You still need to take care of yourself, even in a COVID time. Um, and so we don't want people delaying coming in. You know, I think the, the, the blessing, if there is one, of COVID has been it has really highlighted our frontline workers, our nurses, mm-hmm. our child life specialists our physicians, our people who work in maintenance here, are people who are cleaning these floors at your doctor's office and making sure that everything is sanitized for you. I mean, these people are, are true heroes. I mean, they're the people who have showed up every day when a lot of us have been working from home or been able to mm-hmm. do that at the height of COVID. And so I think as far as awareness in the community, there has been a heightened awareness and, and understanding for philanthropy's role in healthcare and why community support is so important of our local hospitals and the team members who are within yep. them. So, you know, on on that piece, we have really seen an incredible outpouring of support and have been able to start a hope fund to help support our team members. You know, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. think of healthcare workers and they think of doctors and they think, "Oh, doctors are fine. They make a good salary and are compensated <laughs> well," but People forget about the person who is serving the meal in the cafeteria, who's keeping those families fed, or mm-hmm. the nurse, you know, who's working every single day, and, and maybe their family has seen a layoff during this time, but that nurse still has
3: to go to work, or maybe their kids, or their kids not in school, are or they lost school. their daycare option. Yeah,
2: right. So I think in COVID, there really has been an increased awareness of the needs these healthcare workers have, and that. We have to take care of them so that they can continue to do their important job, taking care of our patients at Hemby uh, and mm-hmm. our patients across the Novant health system.
1: Yeah. When you When you think about um, what lies ahead, like what are what are your biggest needs right now, and and what are you working toward? Are there are
2: I think Tim
3: might have cut out yeah. a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. I think he was asking, you know, what right. are And D.C. Like, was what? so still,
2: I
0: thought he might have been frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see if it came back in, but yes, what he was going to ask, he said, I believe so, and I think you're right, Amy's. he's like, an what are the biggest needs right now, and yeah. I'll follow that up with, my dog barking, I'll follow that up with, <laughs> see, we're
2: from home, yes, <laughs> exactly. absolutely, Well, you know, as we wrap up Caroline's Corner and our Hemby Playground, we do still have some opportunities for people to jump in and support, whether it's helping support a playground equipment item or continuing to help us meet our goal to finish the last teeny bit of funding we have for Caroline's Corner. We're also working on a really exciting project up north with our Huntersville Pediatric Equipped Emergency Department and so that's gonna be a great way to serve our families up north. We know that area continues to grow and grow and grow and we know in the first year of that emergency department being open it's gonna serve 5,000 kids and we know it will just grow incredibly year after year there and so we definitely still need support for both of those pediatric projects and of course we always have fun side things you know we've been looking at what's technology's role in making sure our patients are comfortable you know mris can be a very scary experience for a patient or going in for an ultrasound especially for our heavy patients and so we've been looking at some ways to update those spaces so that they have more of a theme and they're fun and engaging and so There's always ways for people to get involved and to support, especially Hemby Children's Hospital. And we would love people to check out our website or give us a ring so that we can help find a way that their passions meet the hospital's needs. Um, And of course, people are able to fundraise and they're running for the marathon to support Hemby Children's Hospital. And you uh, if you're if you want to, you can donate that race registration that you paid. Since the Charlotte Marathon is going to look a little different this year because of COVID, yeah. so we're just grateful for the way the community is stepping up, and we've got opportunities for you. So give us a call, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and obviously we can find you at, uh, at Novon Health. Uh, on the website, there you can find the, the link to Hemby and all that right there, or you know we'll have that you know attached to our website as well at runcharlotte.com. We'll, if you want if you want to get in touch with them, we'll find you a way. So. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> I'm back. Sorry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> every... We knew what you were saying, so <laughs> yeah. I think we we did good. They
0: ran with it, man. They ran with it. Good. <clears throat> I'm uh, all
2: right. <laughs> well, thank you. Is that you it? you
1: back in there, Tim. I'm back in here. Okay, yeah. great. So, um, you know and I, I'll, I'll just kind of piggyback on, on what you were saying, Amy. Um, it, it's interesting because of what's happened this year with COVID and, and the pivot we've had to make with the marathon and going to either a virtual format or finding options, you know, we we learned that other races were giving options of, hey, you can donate your complete entry fee. And I'm thinking, all right, well we'll throw that out there and see what happens. I'm not sure it's gonna provide a lot, but you know, it's just under ten percent of the people that are that are donating their entry fee and saying, you know what, this is for a larger yeah. cause of you know and, and we'll start and i hope they come back and register again next year but you know just a, a very generous um act of kindness on the runners part and that's one of the things that makes me so proud to be the race director of this event is the generosity and the spirit of the runners that participate in Many from Charlotte, many from the region, many from out of out of town, but, but mostly from from this area. And it's just it's very humbling to be a part of a group of people who are so um, selfless and generous in in a time that's really kind of crazy, right? I mean, there's yeah. there's there's no stability right now in what's going mm-hmm. on, and yet they're just saying, "Hey, I'm, paying, I'm going to go this money, and, uh, and and we'll figure it out." So.
3: I think it's really the bright spot. I think it's really the bright spot of COVID in a time of such scarcity where everyone is under tremendous stress and everyone has lost something and is adjusting in some way. I think it's been really incredible to see how our community came forward and supported each other in many different ways and continues to do so. Because at this point, this isn't something we're living through, it's something we're learning to live with and probably is going to be that way for a while. And so I agree with what you said, Tim. It's just—it's really amazing when people are given an opportunity to show kindness and give back. Most people really want to do that, and I think it—it's just encouraging to see humanity come together like that.
1: Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thank you guys very much for for what you do in this partnership. It 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 takes more than somebody putting on a race, and it takes more than a great partner. It really takes a synergistic relationship where you get uh, the sum of the whole is is greater than the individual parts put together. Um, and and this is a great example of that. And I, I'm very proud to be a, a partner with the, both of you and the other folks from the Health Center that are involved in the marathon and partner with us. And so thank you very much for what you do for every day being an advocate for the kids and the families and, and the community who um, who have needs that kind of go beyond what we think about on a day-to-day basis. So thank you very much for your help. Thank you.
2: Right. It's our honor. All
1: right, All right. Jessica Osborne, Amy McKinney, thank you for being a part of our podcast today uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you.
2: Thank have you. a good day.
1: All right.
0: Thanks Bye. y'all. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, half marathon, relay, 5K, and one mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your host Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte released every week.